Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Thursday, October the 13th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith will be with us momentarily as we get ready for the thir- Thursday card. And joining us is actually one of our all-time favorite guests here. I've had lots of fun with this guy in the past uh, on the show, with the BetCasts, you name it, throwing it down and doing a great job. Ray Bryce is back on the Ice Guys for the first time this season. Ray, what's up, my man? How are you? How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, it feels like summer flew by, though. It sure did. It sure did. I know you're getting ready for another ECHL season with those Kalamazoo yeah. uh, wings. How is the prep going for that? Good, good. We're a week into camp here, uh, you know, two preseason games this weekend, and uh, then the real deal starts Monday. You know, you got your team picked by Saturday night or end of Saturday night, whatever, and uh, start going on, on Monday back out of practice, home opener Saturday night, so – I should say the following Saturday. So it's exciting, it's stressful. Obviously, you know, got a lot of guys at camp this year. We didn't meet expectations last year to make the playoffs. So uh, good quarterback though, and and you know, our teams. I think we've added a ton of toughness to our team, which is good, and which we lacked a little bit last year. So uh, it's exciting. We're ready to go, and and you know, gearing up here. I feel like I'm finally in shape now after a long week. <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, exactly. You got to all these, all those concerts and all this beer drinking. Of course, you got to wear it off at some point and be ready for the <laughs> hockey season. And yeah, you don't never want to get to that point where, geez, I got to put in the time. I got to do the crunches. I got to do the reps in the uh, in the gym and all that shit. Uh, my uh, lack of gym prowess is showing up. The beer belly for me just keeps expanding uh, by the day. It's not a pretty sight, uh, but that goes uh, with uh, not being a very athletic guy at this stage of my life. Uh, that's the way it goes. I'm just sitting and handicapping games, really, and watching uh, games day in and day and night. So not a lot of opportunity for uh, exercise and keeping yourself in shape. That's uh, the problem I've got right now. Hey, but anyway, right. we're looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, we wish you good luck uh, this season. We'll keep our eyes Thank on you. the Kalamazoo team and everybody that's been guests on the show. We try to that's still playing uh, in some kind of pro league. Uh, we try to uh, follow how they're doing. Uh, for sure. Uh, Ray, what are your thoughts just overall the first couple nights here, the NHL regular season? It's been a crazy start to the year so far. Yeah, no, good start. I, I watched uh, New York and Tampa play the other night. I thought that was a good game. Um, New York looks really good. I thought Zibanejad, that one goal, was, that was pretty nice. You know, like that was an incredible move, good patience when we went upstairs on Vasilevsky. Uh, last night I got the chance to watch um, – Washington and Boston. I thought Washington didn't look very good. I thought like Pasenak hasn't missed a beat all summer. It was nice to see Krejci come back. He had two assists like right away. Um, so those, yeah, those are two games I really focus in. I, you know, I think the NHL is peaking right now. Like it's the revenue and the fan interaction they're getting is is pretty high. And I know they were talking about that on TNT last night. So um, it's exciting to be able to watch every night and you know. I think there's going to be a couple teams this year that are out of the mix. You look at, like, coming up tonight, we got Pittsburgh and Arizona. Arizona's probably one of those teams that's maybe maybe the team that's going to be the laughingstock of the league. But um, I think every night in that, in that league, it's it's a dogfight, and I'm excited for this year. And, you know, I think in the next 10 years, the game's even going to grow even more. So um, it's exciting. It also helps that they're on ESPN. It's now year two now, ESPN and TNT. Uh, you don't have to look for CNBC and MSNBC and all these uh, uh, 
fucking brutal networks that you can't find on your right. on your on your television. So uh, that definitely helps uh, as well. We're going to get to the Thursday card. Ray, we're going to have him only till two forty five, so uh, Eastern time. So we're going to try to get to the Thursday card as quick as possible. But just briefly on the games last night, I wanted to at least recap them briefly uh, because it was a pretty exciting night uh, in the NHL. Uh, Ray hit on it already with. Uh, Washington just looking so porous against Boston. And it's not like Boston was a, a full strength team either, Ray, last night. I mean, you have no, no Mac missing to their top D. Yeah. Um, no Grizzlick, no McAvoy, no Marshawn, right. no problem for the uh, Boston Bruins. What a return for David Krejci to the Bruins after a few years playing in Europe. He played well. Bergeron uh, as well, chipping in offensively. And uh, just a, and look, word to Darcy Kemper. You're not playing in front behind the uh, Avalanche blue line. I know. I was just talking to my buddy the other out there actually. I said, I really, I think Kemper's not as good as he's talked up to be. I, I could probably have a three goals against average with that team in front of me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely some truth to that because to me, look, he's going to be challenged by the fact that that Washington blue line spends way more time in their own zone than Colorado ever does. Colorado just has the puck all night. You know, you don't spend time in your own zone when you have the puck all the time. He's going to find out it's not that same kind of uh, team, Washington. Right, uh, 100%. Yeah, and I, the Washington's on the downside. Like, they're missing Wilson still, and I think he's a big part of that team, actually, in that top line. Ovi had – he was had a ton of hits last night, but I, I thought Boston did a really good job, actually, of keeping him out of it in the power play and doing a good job of shadowing that side. So, um. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't think Washington – they haven't been in the hunt in the last couple of years, though. They're always in the playoffs, but I I don't think they're right there. I really don't. Um, no, it, 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 I think Washington is going to be – and we'll talk about Washington. They're in action again tonight uh, against Toronto. Uh, I think they're going to be really in tough just to make the playoffs if they do at all. Carolina with a 4-1 win against uh, Columbus. Uh, Patrick Lyonnais, who I actually took a 40 to one shot to be the rocket Richard winner. And that ticket might be, uh, I might've just put my money in the incinerator doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. probably, you know, Austin, it's been Austin Matthews award the last couple of years, that trophy, the leading goal scorer, but, uh, he does, does get a goal. I figured that chemistry with him and Goudreau would be great, but the guy suffers an injury. And now he's going to need, maybe need an MRI, and will he need surgery? And now we're looking at he might miss some significant time, Patrick Lyon, a, a getting injured last night. So frustrating to see that, uh, especially because he's expected to be a huge component for Columbus. Seth Jarvis keeps doing Seth Jarvis things. That's why he's playing on the top line for Carolina, uh, chipping in. Start. Yeah, he's just fantastic. He's only going to get better. He displaced Svechnikov, and for good reason, because he played better than Svechnikov in the playoffs last year, right. uh, too, playing with Ajo and Tara Vinen. Uh, great stuff from him. 4-1 Carolina win. Uh, Alex isn't here so we can yet, so we can slag uh, Chicago all we want. They lose 5-2 uh, to two to the Colorado Avalanche. Really not Biz a Biz was calling them the Rockford Icehogs last night on TV. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting close to that kind of territory with the roster they're putting out on the ice. I uh, I, what were they doing this summer with the bracket? Come on. Yeah. That's, I thought they were, that's what Alex was pissed off about, Ray, was that they were supposed to build around Debrinket. And it just hasn't happened. Uh, they just traded traded them away. It's like that's the one piece. I know you're in a rebuild, but you got to keep around one cornerstone piece that you're going right. to have on your team for years. Like it was insane that they did that, but they lose to a Colorado last night. And then, of course, one of the uh, big upsets of the night: the Leafs. They leafed on us. That's exactly what they did. They did a Leafs. That's exactly what they did. Losing to the Montreal Canadiens four to three. 
just incredibly bad how many turnovers they had, how sloppy they were with the puck. I mean, this is game one of 82. Sheldon Keith is throwing around words like unacceptable. It's game one. And he's right. throwing around. I, I saw his uh, post game. He wasn't yeah. too happy. Cole Caulfield looked good last night, though. Whoo. Goal. He beat Matt Murray, where Matt Murray's bad. Yep. He looks good. What do you think of his release? Isn't it something? It's absurd. Absurd. And yeah, I, Montreal, I, I think they believe in St. Louis. I don't blame him. You know, he's storied player and I think they're excited about what they what they brought in for you know some new guys and I everyone's knocking them down I'm I'm not sold that they're going to be a bad team yet I'm really not and I think like Caulfield can have a good year that guy's an elite scorer in the league he's he could score 40 easy right easy. exactly and easy. he's on pace for 160 he was 60 to 1 to be the rocket rush. I'm not saying he will obviously. It's but 60 to 1 and he's already off to this terrific. And look, he's going to have to carry that offense for Montreal. He's going to be that guy that's going to do it. So, uh just a great start from him. Uh and look, Toronto was sloppy play, turnovers galore. The the, the that is un, inexcusable what happened in the fourth. You tied the game just a minute ago. You think you're going to get one point in the bank at least go to overtime. What does Jake Muzzin do? Jake Muzzin was a pillar of strength for the LA Kings for many years with those Stanley Cup teams. He was great for them. What has happened? You know, his play has just fallen off, you know, in an incredibly quick amount of time. He's throwing pizzas up the middle of the ice right there. You know, in the Matthews with donuts left. <laughs> Matthews didn't have anything either. He had a quiet night. Yeah, two yeah. shots on goal. It just didn't feel like he had a real great great opportunity to score at any point. Yeah. He was very quiet off dot at 60% though. Yeah, yeah, it was a quiet night for uh, Austin Matthews standards. But just a horrible eight, giveaway. Two, six. That's not too surprising. No, but a, a horrible giveaway by uh, Muzzin there at the end, and it and it puts the uh, game away, and Toronto ends up losing four three. But they deserve they like they just made too many. You cannot feed a team with that speed. The one thing Montreal has is a transition game and right. scoring off the rush, and they can obviously do that, and they did. Uh, the other games uh, last night, uh, briefly here, 5-4. Uh, what a comeback by those Anaheim Ducks, man. Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, uh, just incredible. Uh, you saw Mason McTavish didn't score a goal, but he was all over the ice. He got a point or two uh, last night. I've got a sprinkle on him to be Calder Trophy winner this year, Mason McTavish. Saw him in Hamilton up close and personal here with the Bulldogs last year. Incredible player because he can score. He's got a great release, goes to the front of the net, physical, tough on the puck, can do it all really. Going to be great for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They didn't play great last night. Seattle, it's a it's a game they deserve to win. They outshot Anaheim, what, 48-26? John Gibson was really yeah. good when he had to be. And Philip Grubauer, Talked about how he struggled last year after Colorado and bad first year with Seattle. Not much better last night for Philip Grubauer. And Anaheim comes back from a 4-2 deficit to beat Seattle 5-4. I took them over their point total, Ray's Anaheim. I think they're going to be a sneaky, improved team. Yeah, no, they got some good guys. Some young That young core is back. Like you said, that McTavish kid is going to be a stud. Um, and I, I'm not – like I think their D are actually pretty good too. Like Klingberg – Cam Fowler, Jamie Drysdale, Kevin Shattenkirk. Like, those are four good D right there. Um, Dmitry Kulikov, we have back there as well. And Gibson, you know, if he's got a good D court, he can, he can steal a game for you too. Like, you know, in, in the occasion, he's an elite goaltender in the league, I think. And up front, like I said, they have a good young core up front. Zegras, Terry, uh, Henrique's 
you know, he's not that young, but he's good. And brought in Vitrano. Uh, that McTavish kid's going to be a stud. Like, those are five, six guys that can play on any top two lines, you know, in the league. Um, so, Shane Wright, only six minutes of ice time for Seattle. Yeah, what does that mean? Is that a sign of things to come? Is there a lack of trust right now? Do Like, he's supposed to be pretty good defensively as well, away from the puck. Right. I mean, it can't be that. Or at least he was in junior. Complete, like, two-way player. Like, why Why did he only get six minutes last night uh, in that game? A little bit surprising to us see that. And then we had the Connor McDavid show, Ray, with uh, Edmonton. They get down 3 nothing. A horrible start. The Oilers couldn't have started that game any worse. If you watch the first five minutes, you're like, did Edmonton get see, get the alarm uh, clock today? Did the alarm go off for this team? Because it didn't look like it. But, man, when you've got the offensive explosiveness they have and Connor McDavid can explode for a hat trick at any given moment, you're never out of a game, and they showed it last night. Three nothing deficit, roar back, and they end up winning five three. And they cover the puck line too, minus one and a half. If you laid the puck mm-hmm. line after being down three nothing, great the comeback from Edmonton. Not the first time they're going to be able to come back on teams this year, Ray, with that offense. No, that sounds like they they are uh, Vancouver awoke a sleeping giant. That's uh, that McDavid four points, three goals. <laughs> Is that guy just a freak? Like, it's – you can't even explain what he, he's 700 points in 487 games. Like, it's yeah. – he, Insane. He's, a, he's literally the, I, the best player in the world. And, it's, you know, like they were talking about TNT last night. Would you rather have McCarr or McDavid? Uh, you just – McCarr is that good too, but you cannot – Is there an option for both? Game. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't – you just can't. Like, he's that good three goals 23 minutes on ice like that's uh that's elite yeah he absolutely incredible and look evander kane had a quiet night but that's okay when connor's gonna go for a for a hat trick and uh i still it was a rough night for the young kid dylan holloway uh but i do think you know we'll keep an eye on him moving forward he he's was gonna be pretty someone that's cool yeah i think he's gonna they be only, able to have a nice season there they only gave him eight minutes you know yeah he had a bad turnover that led to one of the early Vancouver goals. I think that's what kind of set him back in terms of his uh, ice time. But yeah, it's tough just, for me to watch these late games. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, especially now, you need your sleep, right? You're getting ready to right. play uh, every other night. You're ready for those. Bu- I know you're lo- looking forward to those bus trips uh, that you're going. Oh, absolutely! On. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait for those. Yeah, you just live for those ECHL game to game bus trips. Yeah, exactly. four and five, four different cities. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to life on the bus. Uh, Ray's going to be experiencing that quite a bit here uh, these next uh, several months. But the, the highlight as we turn the page from last night to tonight for, is definitely what happened with the Leafs. I mean, it's just incredibly disappointing and just the mistakes and to not be ready for night one of the season. Uh, and again, just horrible turnovers with the puck. It just shows you that and, and soft, you know, they were outworked. They were outplayed and out hustled by Montreal, that young team. Uh, and that goes to show you Toronto's questions are still there uh, about their futility over the last uh, few years. All right, let's go to tonight's card. We've got a great Thursday slate uh, on tap. We've got uh, 10 games. We'll start with Ottawa-Buffalo here. Ottawa minus 120 road favorites, six and a half the total. Betters were on to this right away. This total was six. I said, this has to go up, doesn't it? And sure enough, overnight sixes were disappearing. And now it's six and a half pretty much across the board. And it's easy to see why. Uh, these two teams are both, I think, better offensively than defensively. You look at the Sens, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla. 
Drake Batherson. You bring in Alex Dabrinka, Josh Norris, Claude Giroux now uh, as well. What a top six you've got. Uh, Shane Pinto is on a third line, and I think he's going to be very good for Ottawa as well. Shabbat, Zub, uh, Sanderson, Hamannick, Branstrom, and Holden, though. That defense is still the question mark. Outside of Shabbat, you got a lot of youth, a lot of inexperience, and a lot of players that aren't used to playing big minutes, tough minutes defensively. So I think there's some worries with Ottawa defensively a little bit, but they're able to light it up with that forward group. And then Cam Talbot is injured to start the year, which means it's Anton Forsberg who's going to be the goaltender. And Buffalo, the same thing. I mean, I've got questions with the D. They've got a nucleus, Ray, on D that are going to be good long-term. Samuelson, Darlene, Owen Power. I've got the power! Owen Power, yes, they've got him for sure. Uh, number one pick. There's a drop-off after that with Bryson, Yoki Haru, and Labushkin. And the goaltending's a concern for them because you've got Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie. Craig Anderson's 40 years old, and Eric Comrie had a great year as a backup last year, but is he ready to do it again this year for uh, Buffalo? But up front, they're going to be able to light it up with Tage Thompson, Skinner, Jeff Skinner, Victor Olofsson, Jack Quinn, Casey Middlestat, Alex Tuck, uh, and don't sleep on J.J. Paterka, Peyton Krebs, and Dylan Cousins. That could really be a good third line for the Buffalo Sabres. So I like goals tonight over the total for me. A bunch of props, but we'll get Ray's thoughts first. What do you think here, Ray, with Ottawa-Buffalo? Yeah, I, I think Buffalo is something to be excited about. I don't think they're there yet. I love the move that uh, Ottawa's made in the offseason. That top six, like you had mentioned, is unbelievable. Um, to bring it's an elite score in the league. I, I also like your over here. Um, a lot of goals. I'm not sold on goaltending, especially with Ottawa's goalie hurt as well. Um, Craig Anderson's oldest dirt. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but like, like you said, I am, I'm with you on the over there and a lot of props too. It's a good prop game. Thompson, it goes without saying, uh, I, I want to sp uh, sprinkle a little bit cause I, you know, I'm going to have a bunch of goal score props. If you saw on Twitter at Bobano, I posted every goal score prop. We had like damn near 50 of them. So probably expect something similar tonight, maybe even more cause there's more games tonight, but Thompson's a good option. I think Krebs and Paterka. Uh, as well, just to, for, for a little more value, because I think they're going to be able to contribute offensively. Uh, Skinner, of course, with a 30-goal year. But I think for the value, you're looking at Thompson. You're looking at Jack Quinn, who they're very high on him uh, in that second-line role. J.J. Paterka, Cousins, Krebs, I don't mind taking them. They are going to get some offense from that third line. As for Ottawa, you know, Claude Giroux in his first game probably wants to make an impact. Stutzla is always someone I'm interested in. Same with Debrinkit. I like taking players in terms of their player props when they're playing the first game for the new team. They want to get on the board. They want to make an impact. And I think from that third line, Shane Pinto is another one of those players that I've been feasting on with goal props, players that have had good preseason performances, that have been scoring, that have been producing. Shane Pinto has been doing that for Ottawa uh, in the preseason. So I think Shane Pinto is a good prop look uh, as well. Uh, speaking of good looks, we've got Alex B. Smith there uh, here uh, on the uh, show here today. Alex, uh, welcome in. Good to see you. Uh, before we talk, Ottawa, you can talk Ottawa Buffalo too, but as well, thoughts last night. Last night was an interesting night. Uh, we learned a lot, and you know you don't want to overreact to you know some certain teams' first games, but the Washington Capitals looked 
awful last night. I mean, it was just, yep. it was, it was a mess. And for about maybe 48, 49 minutes of play out of the 60 minutes, they were getting dominated. They had a little spurt where they cut the lead down to three, two, but that was basically short lived. I mean, they were just no shows in the third period when they had a real good chance. Uh, and since the power plays to capitalize on, they just couldn't get anything rolling. So that was a, a bit unfortunate. I talked a little bit on Twitter about, I didn't. I loved what the cap, what the uh, Colorado Avalanche did with their ceremony, but I didn't really like the look of Jack Johnson. It's one thing for him to be sitting on the bench and, and and watching the video tribute, and they give him the tribute during the game and different things like that. But I didn't like the fact that him skating over in his uniform and, and oh, taking that the photo. That was way over. His arms around everybody. Yeah. Hey guys, it's great to be on the team. You're not on yeah. that team anymore. Come exactly. on. Exactly. And I and, and I know people want to jump and say, "Oh, I'm just saying that because it's the Hawks." And I'm like, "No." And I, I, I did a comparison. If that Dustin Bufflin and Andrew Ladd had come over opening night 2011 in, in their Thrasher uniforms to you know hover around Kane and Taves and Keith, that would have looked very strange. I, I would not have been a fan of that. I just think you know you've won, you get your ring in a you know different ceremony. They give you your little tribute during the game. And you move on. I, I just thought that was that was total overkill. I agree with that fully. I mean, that was just come on. You, I know you you had a great run. I it's it's look. I think it's part of it is I want to I want to ask you something, Alex. If Jack Johnson is playing for instead, he goes from call. Let's say he goes from Colorado to Tampa Bay, or Colorado to Toronto, or Colorado to some team that's got some aspirations to be really good this year. Right. You know, is he doing that? You know, is he doing that same gesture where he's just Probably going not. over to his old teammates and just ha- hugging them and just, you know, getting his ring there with them? Or is it because, you know what, I'm with a bad team anyway. It's going to be a horseshit year. Let me get my fun in here and rejoin my old mates. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, if they were, if he was with a team. And, and, and the thing is, too, these are division rivals that go back yeah. years and years, mind you. Uh, so it, it just it was just a bad look all the way around. I understand, like I said, give him his props and, and, and let him you know in, enjoy his moments, but that was just a bit too hard. Yeah, I need my two minutes getting away from a bad team to be with a good team again. <laughs> right. So maybe he was thinking that, but yeah, I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, I understand why you, as a Blackhawk fan, maybe had some uh, issues with it. Uh, Alex, Ottawa, Buffalo, uh, what are you liking here? Yeah, you know these are two teams that I'm high on upgrading uh, this year, especially Ottawa. We talk about the issues with the goaltending, of course. It's going to be Anton Forsberg and Magnus Helberg for the next five to seven weeks because Cam Talbot's out with the rib injury. But I still think this is an auto team that's loaded offensively. Uh, this should be a fun game. You know, Buffalo, we saw the strides that they took moving forward. I don't know if they're going to just get off to just a super hot start right away. We have seen that from them before. We've seen some really bad Buffalo teams actually look pretty good in the first uh, month or two months of the season and then, you know, fall off the, the face of the earth. Once the, the calendar changes to the new year, uh, this will be a team that, like I said, think plays better. I'm worried about their goaltending more than Ottawa, though. I mean, Craig Anderson at 41 years of age, you know, can he still really hack it? He he looked at you know like a, a number two option for most of the last year anyway, and, and dealt with some injury issues. So I, I think that's the biggest question mark Buffalo will have to answer at some point if they really want to consider themselves a true playoff contender, wild card contender. They're going to have to upgrade that goaltending. Ottawa, they can just weather the storm enough and, and, and play well until Talbot gets back and he's healthy. I think they should be fine. I think they can actually get a wild card spot. As far as this game goes tonight, I would slightly lean toward Ottawa at minus a dollar twenty. All right, so just a lean to uh, Ottawa here for Alex. All right, Arizona Pittsburgh. Uh, here we go with Arizona if to fade them. You got to lay three eighty uh, minus three eighty. Get used to that uh, if you're going to try to bet against this uh, Coyotes team. Obviously projected to be one of the worst teams in the NHL this year. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. 
you look at this Arizona team, uh, not only are they weak up front and depth shy up front, uh, but, uh, you know, you had uh, Clayton Keller banged up in the uh, preseason, uh, uh, Nick Schmaltz dealing with a, a lower body injury. Uh, they're both going to play, but battling nursing minor injuries they were in uh, training camp in the preseason. You have Nick Ritchie, Nick Bukestad, and Zach Cassian slated to be your second line for the Arizona Coyotes. Lawson, Grouse, Barrett, Hayton, Christian Fisher, uh, your uh, third line. Liam O'Brien, Jack McBain, Dylan Gunther, uh, your fourth line. Nick Schmaltz, I'll give Nick Schmaltz credit. He had a good year for them down the stretch. I mean, down the stretch, he was a big part of uh, making them go offensively. 23 goals, 36 assists, 59 points in 63 games for Nick Schmaltz last year. So if you're going to maybe bet someone for Arizona prop-wise, he's the obvious candidate in my opinion. Uh, that blue line's a young, very, very inexperienced group. Uh, you know, D- Dyson Mayo still growing. Josh, Josh Brown and Connor Timmons, they've been around a little bit, but they haven't played the minutes they're going to have to here with Arizona. Same with Troy Stetcher. Shane Gostisbehere is just a horror show defensively in his own zone half the time, but he's very good, obviously moving the puck, but liability in his own end. Pittsburgh, uh, look, we've said this in the preview show, Alex and I, if they stay healthy, they're a really good team still, but how many how many games are we going to go with Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, uh, you know, Latang, all these guys on the ice and healthy at the same time? You know, we don't know. That's the big crapshoot. I think tonight they've got pretty much everybody available. Teddy Bluger, uh, the the one guy that's out is the guy that matters most to our guy Vito. Renas Vitalins from Latvia because he played with Teddy Bluger. I know damn well if, it, if this was Vito on the show today, we'd be getting a Teddy Bluger reference from Vito because he played with him there for a few years, many years ago. But Teddy Bluger's out for uh, Pittsburgh. I know Vito is very sad uh, to see that. I'm sure he is. But uh, nevertheless, other than that, Pittsburgh's pretty healthy here tonight. Blue line and forwards. Tristan Jari uh, expected to be a net for them here in the uh, opener tonight. Karelva Melka. Last I checked, it's likely going to be him uh, in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I'm passing on this game. Would uh, lean on a Pittsburgh team total over. Would lean on a maybe like the only value you can extract from Pittsburgh is maybe a minus uh, two and a half with their uh, puck line or a first period puck line minus a half at around even money. You know, that's really all you can do with this uh, team if you're going to try to back them tonight and find some value. So small leans with that, but this is going to be more of a game where I put a Maybe a couple of props in, uh, and that's about it. Ray, what are you thinking here, Arizona-Pittsburgh? Yeah, like you said, I, it's kind of tough. Obviously, your first game of the season, you know, you got a young squad that's going to compete in Arizona, but Pittsburgh's just going to be ready to go. This is the first that, like, Crosby wasn't healthy at the start of the year. I think he's excited that he's finally healthy and good to go. Um, like, that plus two and a half for Arizona is tough. Um, the over at six, like, is it going to be five, one probably? So that's still tough too. I, I don't see Arizona getting much shots on net even. So, um, yeah, like I, I'm going to actually probably stay away from this one a little bit, or I would stay away from this one. Um, obviously I can't bet anymore to the season, but, um, yeah, it's like, I, I do like your first period, um, line, just do that. Yeah, it's the I only think, way to get some yeah. kind of value probably out of Pittsburgh would be minus right. a half, minus one. T- yeah, I don't mind some Cheshire Cat in the chats here. You're saying uh, Clayton Keller. Yeah, absolutely. Keller and Schmaltz. You know, I think it en- starts and ends with those two guys. Like if Arizona is going to do anything offensively tonight in this game, those are the two guys that are going to probably be the most likely candidates to produce. What do you think here, Alex? Al- uh, Arizona and Pitt. 
Well, here's the good thing. The Arizona Coyotes actually come into this game on a three-game winning streak from last year. Well, here's the bad news. They have lost the last seven meetings in Pittsburgh. They have lost 18 of the last 24 meetings with Pittsburgh overall. Uh, there's a reason why this game is lined the way it is. And like I said, you know, Pittsburgh is about as healthy as you're going to get them for most of the year. So it might be all horses go. I'm looking at the team total over four and a half plus 130. That's a bit steep, but I think Pittsburgh can kind of name their score in this game. Uh, it, it, it could get ugly if uh, they give up some goals early. So I'm going Penguins team total over. That's the only thing you can really look at with some value. That's like the only plus price thing you can even find, really, uh, unless you went to back Arizona. And like I said, Arizona at a plus price. The last three times they were plus, uh, you know, 350 or 400 range. We saw them actually cash tickets. So be careful with these giant favorites. So those of you who are right. just now getting into betting, yeah. these 380s, these $4, we don't play these often. We, we very, very, very rarely ever lay more than $2, let alone 3 or 4 So uh, tread lightly with that. See, I would rather lose a first period puck line, lose a uh, minus 2.5 puck line with Pittsburgh, alternative puck line, than risk the minus 380. On a, even against Arizona, I would I would not feel comfortable at, even against Arizona on a lot of nights laying this kind of price uh, against them. Even though we think it could be a, another rough season for them. All right, New Jersey. Speaking of rough seasons, the Philadelphia Flyers are about to open uh, their season here, hosting the New Jersey Devils. We've got New Jersey. I'll tell you what, though, they'll be in shape. Yeah, <laughs> with Torts, that's a great point. Torts going to see the guy, the picture of the guy laying on the ice, like next to Torts. During camp, one of their guys is just laying like this, staring at the ceiling, and Torch is just skating by him, laughing. Yeah, you're gonna have to make sure you're ready to play, and, and you're and you're defensive, not only in shape, but defensively responsible. Or Torch is gonna have your ass stapled to the bench. It's the way it always is with him. Uh, Dev, we we know Ray doesn't have issues with defensive responsibility when he plays. Uh, Devils minus one twenty five, uh, road favorite, six the uh, total in this game. Um, look, when I look at this game here, they're betting the money's coming in on Philly here. Actually, a little bit, not my money. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it with New Jersey here on the road. Now, are the Devils a bit of a flighty team to be laying road chalk? You know, as road favorites, you could argue that there's still some defensive issues with New Jersey that I'm not sure have been fixed. You know, Siegenthaler, Dougie Hamilton sometimes has lapses defensively. Ryan Graves is more known to, you know, skate the puck up the ice. Damon Severson, Brendan Smith is a nice addition. You need some. Stay at home, shut down defensive ability. He'll help. I think John Marino getting a change of scenery here with New Jersey is a nice little addition. But still, the blue line's questionable. But scoring won't be for New Jersey. I mean, they bring in Andre Pilat, a winner, Stanley Cup experience. Jack Hughes, Dawson Mercer, Thomas Tatar, Eric Howla for experience. Alex Holtz, Zetterland, Sharon Govich, Jesper Bratt. Uh, Miles Wood is healthy. And don't forget how good he was before uh, he got uh, injured last year. And Nico Heeshear, uh, who is actually going to be on IR, it looks like, tonight uh, to begin the uh, season. He will not play tonight. I think that might be some of the reason why there's been a little money coming in on Philly. But uh, to me, Philadelphia, I've got them under their win to point total. I've got them at plus 1,500 to be the worst team, worst record uh, in the NHL this year, even worse than Chicago, Arizona, San Jose, teams like that. I also have San Jose worst record, too. But in the East, I took Philly uh, worst record. I think there's a chance. I mean, to me, there's not much to like. I mean, Carter Hart's playing behind a very weak blue line. Provorov has to bounce back. If he doesn't, D'Angelo can be an issue at times in his own end, but he's got those offensive instincts. Sanheim, Braun, Sealer, 
uh, Zamula. I mean, it's just a weak blue line uh, overall. It's depth uh, issues as well. And then up front, where are the goals going to come from? I like Kevin Hayes, but is he ready to be a number one center? And Morgan Frost has shown you very little. He's underwhelmed considering what they expected of him, and he's your number two center. So they've got concerns down the middle. Cam Atkinson's out to begin the year. Sean Couturier's on IR. He won't be back for a long period of time, which is another reason why their center ice depth has taken a hit uh, to begin the season. So I'm going to lay the modest, reasonable price here with New Jersey, minus 125 uh, in this one. Ray, what do you think here, Devils Flyers? Yeah, this one's tough for me. I I, I think that the new face in Philly uh, with Torts, I think he's going to, like in the NHL, if you can be have your guys playing – a good they're good enough or if they can be like systematically good defensively i think that it's going to be it's going to be tough to score goals against them you know i, I don't think they have a ton of offense um oh they want to play two, also, one, three, i'm not one, i'm not super high in new jersey like that place is a library to play right now like their fan interaction isn't great they don't get a ton of fans like last year they didn't have a ton of fans so um but i think jack hughes is going to be like he's the real deal um, they do have some players, like you said. I would actually probably lean towards New Jersey here, but uh, just due to Flyers' injuries. But uh, this one scares me a little bit, to be honest. All right, it it does. You know why it scares? It doesn't scare me to bet against Philly, Ray. It scares me to lay minus one twenty-five with New Jersey on the road. That's what scares me. It's you know right. there's still a bit of a you know lack of trust that I have with the Devils. It's just that I'm so I'm I am lower than the market. Lower than the betting markets for the most part on Philadelphia. You know, as much as they don't like Philly, I think I maybe dislike Philly even more this year because I've got them. I've got them second last in my power, and I'll be posting those by the way later today on the Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/IceGuysPower Ratings. My initial season, uh, power ratings, first ones, and we'll do them every week. We'll update them. The Phillies second last in my power ratings to begin the uh, season. So tells you how low my opinion is on this team right now. Uh, maybe they have a chance to prove me wrong here tonight, but that's why I'm on New Jersey. What do you think here, Alex? Devils, Flyers. Yeah, this is a game I'm staying away from. I, I'm with you. I, I, I have the Flyers as my third worst team in hockey, but I have the Devils pretty low too. I think they're going to kind of be the same old, same old team we're seeing from that. I think they're maybe a year or so away. Uh, I do like the young talent, the way they develop things. I think Mackenzie Blackwood has a bounce back year. I kind of talked about that uh, in the, the season preview episode. And I think him and, and, and Vanacek will make a good one-two tandem. But I think they're going to find themselves still on the outside looking in where Philly is just going to be absolutely horrendous all year. They're definitely going to be a lottery pick team for sure. Uh, so this is one, like I said, if the Flyers win this game, it's not going to you know tell a, a whole story necessarily. But if they get crushed and, and look as bad as we we're, we're, you know, already have them kind of slated, that we may not see a whole lot of teams, uh, you know, a whole lot of prices in this range when the Flyers are playing. That's another thing, too. Strike while the iron is hot, right? If Philadelphia is bad tonight, all of a sudden the, the prices are going to get uh, worse to bet against them. So that's kind of my thinking as well. Let's jump on New Jersey now. Let's jump on anti-Philadelphia bets right now uh, before things uh, change, if they're, if they're as bad as I think they might be. All right, Florida, New York Islanders. We've got Florida minus 140 road favorites, six the total in this one. This could be an under, believe it or not. I lean that way. Uh, we talked actually a little bit that Florida with Paul Maurice now as the head coach, they want to be more of a cycle for check team. Uh, that's the way he's always uh, wanted his teams to play. Not so much the off the score, off the rush, the transition game. And I don't know if Florida is equipped personnel-wise as much to play that way. And they bring in Kachuk, who's 
very adept at playing a chip and chase four check cycle game. It doesn't always have to be uh, for uh, rush and transition hockey uh, with him. So, you know, you might see Florida slow down their pace a little bit. And to be honest, I don't know if they have the punch from their third and their fourth line offensively that they did last year. You know, Mason Marchment's not there anymore. Uh, and they lost a couple key pieces from that team last year. And then the blue line without Mackenzie Wegar concerns me. He's a good defenseman, but it's just how good the pairing of him and Ekblad were. Ekblad didn't play as well when Wegar was out last year. And now they're going to experiment with this uh, Gustav Forsling now uh, as the new number one pair defenseman with Ekblad. Mark Stahl is his best days behind him. They might be. Radko Gouda, slow a foot. You know, you can beat him with speed. Uh, Josh Mahura comes over for Anaheim. I kind of like that as depth. Brandon Montour solid, but depth concerns on that Panther blue line. And Bobrovsky was not sharp at all in the preseason. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, who gets the uh, nod here uh, in net tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. Last I checked with them, it was going to be Bobrovsky, and it will be uh, in net and Sorokin for the uh, New York Islanders. But he's going to have to show it because I think the, 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 the leash might be short on him. You've got Spencer Knight, who just got re-upped to a new contract in the offseason, waiting in the wings if he struggles. And Spencer Knight was the better goalie in the preseason for Florida. So we'll see if Bobrovsky can turn it around, be ready to go here tonight. If he is, you know, it's still a New York Islander team that offensively has their concerns, like who's going to score beyond Barzell and Beauvillier uh, on a consistent basis. So this could be an under for me. I'm passing on the side. I think Florida would be the lean, but I'm not going to lay above 40 with them here on the road, but I'm anti-Islanders as well until I see something. Barry Trotz gone. I know Lane Lambert is a disciple of Trotz, assistant for years with him, takes over as the new head coach, but uh, I think uh, the Islanders need to prove to me first they're good before I'm ready to think they're good. What do you think, Ray, Panthers-Islanders? Yeah, I'm with you. I think probably an under here. Florida lost some of their scoring touch and their offensive ability, and I I don't think New York's – there yet um you know i think they're in the rebuild it blues team seem to have a more defensive mindset like you said lambert's a disciple of tross who's a defensive goddess um so i i i like that under um you know a little bit scared at plus one and a half or i'm sorry i actually don't mind the plus one and a half for new york but the price is pretty ugly at minus 245 yeah. Um, so uh, that's something to probably stay away from, I would say, as well. And the scary thing about laying up 245, Ray, with the plus one and a half is you could have a Vancouver like last night and you get blown up by the empty net goal, you know, in the final right. minute. And that's why it's risky to be laying those big prices on the plus one. I get it, you insurance that they don't win the game, but yeah, it's so many times can be blown up by the empty net and you worry about that for sure. Um, Alex, Panthers, Islanders. Yeah, you know, it's interesting enough. I took a shot with this first period over at minus a dollar thirty-five. It's gone up a little bit to to a dollar forty. I've seen a dollar forty-five at a couple of shops as well. And the, here's why. Like I said, Florida, they're not going to be playing that same up and down rush style. They're gonna be trying to play with a little bit more of a cycle game. I think that could lead to some problems and and maybe some turnovers. And that could get this Islanders team that's kind of used to playing a more grittier and, and harder hitting style, give them some offensive punch. So it's kind of one of those counter uh plays. That something that's like, it's like kind of like a football theory that you see sometimes, you know, where it, it's a crisscross in, in, in matchups and styles that leads to a higher scoring. I think early in the game now, as time settles in, and like I said, with Lambert being the disciple of Trots, this is where we'll see if he really has that Trots quality to make adjustments in between periods 
and really kind of you know grind uh, their style down, get things a little bit more solidified. So I'm looking for the first period over. I already played that. Uh, you said one and a half minus a dollar thirty-five, but I also would be possibly looking for a live under if we cash that. Try to get a seven and a half or an eight and a half uh, at a decent price and, and go from there. All right, so first period over and maybe a live under after that. Uh, Ray has to scoot in a couple of minutes, so we've only got him for a couple of more minutes. So we're going to run through the rest of the games just in rapid-fire form with him, just get his thoughts, and then Alex and I will give ours uh, after that. Uh, Washington, Toronto. Uh, we've got, obviously, Toronto huge favorites here. Minus 210, total 6.5. Uh, Ray, what are your thoughts here? Caps, Leafs. Um, yeah, Toronto, first game at home. They were brutal last night. I, you got to lean with them. Washington also looked terrible. They're on the road again. Um, I, I just don't think that Washington I, – I really, like I said earlier, I don't think Kemper's that good either. Um, Toronto got ripped. I, their top guys weren't there last night. Uh, they lose in a terrible fashion. Um, High-pressure market, you got to lean with them. I'm actually – I like that minus one and a half at plus 126 as well as what I'm, what I'm seeing. Um, so that's never a bad one. Uh, I think that's – and the, the over-under at seven, that's – I, I'll probably stay away from, from that one is, is what I'm seeing. So um, that's my thoughts for that one. I, I think they're big guns. Matthews could probably uh, – goal score prop here is probably, a, you know, not a great price, but I think he comes out tonight. He was donuts across the board last night with five shots. So Yeah, I agree with that. Usually when he's quiet one night, one game, he's not quiet the next. And Ilya Samsonov, by the way, in net for the Leafs facing his former team, the Capitals. So we'll see how that plays into it. All right, Rangers wild. Uh, Ray, wild minus 135, total of six. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I I actually, I think, like, New York looked good the other night. I I thought they were really good uh, against, you know, a team that almost won back-to-back-to-back. And then... Tampa team that returned most of their guys, you know, they lost a couple D men, but um, I thought they were really good. And, you know, they have a day off. What was that day off yesterday? Probably. So um, I like them. I it's New York or Minnesota's home opener. Um, they lose uh, Kevin Fiala. I don't, I'm not high on Minnesota yet. Uh, I, I'd like to see them play a little bit more. I actually like New York as plus plus one ten. All right. Rangers are passed for me as an underdog, which is Sturkin and Nett. I will not be ever betting against the Rangers as a dog, which is Sturkin and Nett, period. Period. End of story. Just will not happen at any point this year. All right. Dallas, Nashville. Uh, Nashville minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total. What do you think, Stars Preds, Ray? Yeah, I actually like the over here. Um, you know, I, I don't. You see, obviously, you got Saros and Nett from Nashville is a great goaltender. And, and I'll be interested. Do you know who's starting for Dallas tonight? I. Is it going to be Jake Ottinger? Jake Ottinger, yeah, Jake Ottinger, yep, yep. yep. It yeah, should so, be. It hasn't actually been confirmed yet, but I expect it to be. I expect it as well. Um, yeah, I like Nashville here. I think that they're probably they're the favorites, obviously at home. Um, I I don't like. I said I the over five and a half. It's you know probably looking at three two game there. So four two, it's right on that line there. I actually probably would lean towards the over. Um, First game for for young Ottinger, you know, a new season, still young. Uh, this one's tough for me. I, I don't. I'm not huge into Dallas. I don't think they're a great team. I think their goaltending got them in the playoffs last year. Uh, Nashville made some some good additions, uh, McDonough to their decor. I think that 
I, I'm going to lean with Nashville here, but this isn't a game I'm I'm focused in on. You know, it's tough for me at, here. I actually I only watch most of the seven o'clock games, and then um, usually go to bed. You know, watch two periods of that and go to bed. So yeah, and there's reasons for that, obviously. Uh, right, Ray, uh, it's got to turn in early uh, at night. So, uh, but he does like the over. It looks like in that game. All right, three games left. Colorado, Calgary, Calgary minus one thirty-five. Home favorite, six and a half the total. Calgary at home, rested. Colorado back to back. What do you think, Ray, about this one? Great. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. Um, you know, you get Huberto back in Calgary. They lose Kachuk. I'm still. I Colorado is just that good. I think. I'm. I actually. I'm going to take Colorado in this game again. I, I, they're just that good for me. Um, they're elite. I know they played last night, opening night. But it's not like they had a terrible tough night last night. Uh, they they played an American Hockey League team. Sorry, Alex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're so right. I, I'm with I'm with Colorado there. Yeah, Alex will never feel uh, take it personal any slight against the Blackhawks. Not this year. Not with this team. All right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of them, great segue. Chicago Vegas. Look at the price minus three fifty. Vegas home favorite six and a half the total. Uh, Ray, what are you doing if anything with this one? Yeah, I'd stay away from this one probably. Um, I, I don't even like the over-under. You know, you might get a – like, um, you think how good Colorado is is 5-2, so you're right at that line, right? Um, it could be a 4-1 game here, 5-1 game. So uh, the, the the line scared me a little bit, 375, and stay away from that um, is what I'm seeing, minus 375 for Vegas. These, these bad teams scare me because you never know what can happen. Chicago played last night. Excuse me, Vegas played the other night. They're rested. I mean, it's a brain, no-brainer for Vegas, but uh, the price is just too ugly for me. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see you. This team total over theory with the opponent of Chicago, it's already 1-0 this year. It's a segue for what I'm thinking in that game later on. Uh, Seattle and L.A., we've got L.A. minus 180. Last game here, six the total before we let Ray go. After this, uh, Ray, uh, what do you think here? Kraken and Kink. Brutal loss for yeah. the Kraken. Now they got to play back-to-back against the Kings. Right, back-to-back for the Kraken. Kings have a day off. Um, you know, they got out shot pretty bad. And it was like 50-30 to 30, uh, in Ve- or with Vegas coming to town the other night. Um, I- I'm leaning with – I like – Los Angeles here. I they're at minus one and a half. Um, I actually don't mind that either. Plus one forty four. Um, I'm going to take them straight up though. Uh, I, for me, that's I think that Seattle. You know, not great goaltending. Um, Drew Bauer was okay last night. A tough night for him. Um, they're young. Uh, they're young guys that haven't played back to back already. I, I just like LA here. All right, L.A. maybe in regulation or puck line minus one and a half there. And keep in mind, it looks like we could be seeing Martin Jones now with his new team here uh, in net tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So, you know, that's always something that piques my interest uh, whenever I see that. All right, Ray, best bet before we let you go. What do you think for best bet tonight? Um, I'm going to say best bet would be I'm going to take the – I was looking I, – I've a couple in mind here. I like the Ottawa Buffalo over six and a half. I like where you're going with that. I like where you're going with that. Yeah. I think that's my best bet. There you go. 
Ottawa Buffalo over the total six and a half for Ray Bryce, his best bet. Ray, thanks for doing this. I know you're tight for time. You got to go. Thanks for joining us. We'll do this again. Good luck as you start your season next week. I'll be back. So, all right. Cheers. I didn't get to say hi either, Alex. Hope all all good. (laughs) All right. See you, guys. There he is, Ray Bryce, uh, one of our favorites. Like I say, the guy's full of energy. Uh, he was killing it on our bet casts last year as well. It's just really tons of like these. You think I bet a shit ton of games uh, pregame and live. We'll see what Ray was doing last year on the bet cast. Incredible right, yeah. stuff. Uh, great to see Ray Bryce, great guest, and we'll have him back throughout the season. We wish him well. We'll keep an eye on how Kalamazoo is doing yep. this year through the, the uh, ECHL, yep. and hopefully they have a good season. Get in those playoffs. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully they uh, are able to. All right. We'll continue along. We left off with Florida and the Islanders. Uh, we will go to Washington and Toronto. We've got Toronto minus 210, home favorite, six and a half the total. I'm on Toronto in regulation here. Uh, you know, I, I decided I'd go that route. I don't hate the minus one and a half either. I think it's a wake-up call. When Sheldon keeps throwing around unacceptable and disgraceful, you know, not disgraceful, but unacceptable is what he said after the game last night. I think it's reasonable to expect Toronto to be fully focused tonight on the task at hand. It is their home opener now. Uh, they know they were sloppy with the puck, too many turnovers. That can't happen. Clean up the mistakes. And I think tonight you'll get a better effort from them. And, you know, I, I the only reason I didn't fade Washington last night is because I was not a big proponent of Boston either coming into this season. That's why I didn't fade Washington last night. Well, tonight I'm going to fade them because they looked awful. Uh, Toronto is going to be angry. They got the Ilya Samsonov factor. Uh, I think this matters. I don't always love it. The goalie go- faces his former team for the first time, and I, lo- I don't love that angle to say, oh, we got to bet on Toronto just because of that. But because every situation is different, sometimes you part on good terms. You just can't come to an agreement money-wise, and, you- and the goalie ends up going to another team. This isn't that. This is Washington punted on Ilya Samsonov. They didn't want him back. You know, they saw last year that he had a tough year and they decided, you know what? We don't think you're good enough. Goodbye. And, and I think that is going to fuel Ilya Samsonov tonight. You know, that he was basically shunted uh, by the Washington Capitals. And now he gets to play with his uh, uh, new team. And I think a team that is going to at least try to play better in front of their goalie, because I do think they let Matt Murray uh, out to dry, left him out to dry a little bit at times last night. So I think Toronto will play a better defensive game in front of Samsonov, and Samsonov will certainly be fully eager to have a great game. I think the Ilya Samsonov over saves prop might be something to consider here tonight in this game. If you're looking for, I don't do the saves props very often for goaltenders, but I think that one makes some sense tonight. And as I said, I like Toronto in regulation. And for goal props, I'm going right back to Dennis Malkin. It is insane, and it was one of my two best bets. Was I was Malkin? I also used Shinnikov for Columbus. He did not score, but still one and one, and Malkin scores, so it's profit at, with the plus two fifty. I'm coming right back to the wall. I'm seeing plus six eighty at Fanduel, plus seven hundred at Caesars with Dennis Malkin. Does do people not get that this guy? It was great in the preseason, was lighting it up, and is playing on the second line for this team with Tavares and Nylander. So he's getting the minutes, he's getting the opportunities. Are you kidding? Seven hundred at Caesars, six eighty at Fanduel with that price for him just to score a goal. And of course, we saw him score last night. It's just an insane price. It's an impossible price uh, not to bet. Simple as that. Uh, it's just uh, I was I was stunned. Couldn't believe it when I saw it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Washington, Toronto. Yeah, you know, like I said, Washington just laid a, a complete egg last night. And you know, we knew about the injuries that they had. 
missing Wilson, missing Backstrom. But you didn't think that was going to be the end of the world against the Boston team that was pretty banged up. They just had no energy whatsoever. Like I said, you know, they had a, a bit of a, a bolt, you know, a jolt in the second period. They scored two goals quickly, cut the lead down to 3 2. But then once they had a chance, you know, uh, a couple of open power plays in the third, they just did nothing with them. They cycled in, in their own zone. They weren't passing the puck cleanly, which is usually uh, characteristic we see with the Capitals for many, many years. They've been one of the better passing teams for at least the last decade plus. We didn't see that from them last night. So you can't make those mistakes against a Toronto team that surely they're upset with themselves about blowing that lead and losing late to Montreal in front of their home crowd. You, you can't let them down. Uh, they've done that so many times in the past. you got to come out guns blazing. So I like Toronto – on the first period puck line, laying half a goal at plus 130. And I'm right there with you, Will, and Simpson, if that saves prop over, I don't play that much often at all if I do any player props. I usually stay away from anything goalie-related. But I think this is going to be a huge spot for him, not just because it's his former team, but he's with a better team in a better spot. Toronto's still a legitimate you know, contender to win the Eastern Conference despite their shortcomings in the playoffs, where Washington's trending downward fast. And I'm sure he saw that closer than maybe some of us did uh, playing with that team last year. So that – and he has a chance to really kind of take the you know, the reins as the number one goalie here. Matt Murray, like I said, as well as he played uh, last game, I, I think Samsonov is a better goaltender. I think in due time this will be his number one spot. If he can have a big start here tonight and get, and get a win for the Leafs, that helps his case out to be the number one goalie for this team. So I like the Leafs' first period puck line, and I like the uh, overseas prop for Samsonov. All right, so Toronto first period puck line. That's the uh, minus a half that you can get uh, with the Leafs. Uh, and you can get uh, at that price plus 130, you know, pretty good price with that uh, as well. And the Ilya Samsonov over saves. And I'm going to go with just a minus 126 is available at Pinnacle. Uh, Toronto in regulation, uh, minus 126 uh, tonight. I think they'll get the uh, job done here. And this is a bounce back situation. It's a wake up call after Keith, uh, what he said last night. Uh, about the sloppy play and the turnovers. Like I said with uh, Ray at the beginning of the show, Jake Muzzin's fall from grace is stunning. This guy was a huge component of what made that Kings blue line in those Stanley Cup years so good. And he's throwing up pucks right in the middle of the ice in his own zone with 20 seconds left, leading to that Montreal game-winning goal. It's shocking you know, to see a veteran defenseman. Bantam hockey players are taught, don't throw the puck through the middle of the ice. You know, in your own zone, especially with 20 seconds left when you're trying to secure a point and get the game to overtime. Oh, yep. my gosh, was it horrible. I couldn't believe I saw that from Jake Muzzin. He knows better, but sometimes you have just that brain fart. You have that absolute moment where you just – you have that brain freeze and you lock up and you do a, something and, and make a play you absolutely should not. And that's exactly what happened. And back-to-back back nights of that, we had Sean Dursey do it night one for the LA Kings with that, that yep. mispass. So – uh, two two bad mistakes by defensemen turning into goals late in the third period. It is. A puck management, Alex. I mean, it's harped on by coaches, and especially when you're talking about trying to get the game to overtime because that's the difference between getting at least one point, maybe still two, right. and none. Last yeah. night was that cataclysmic blunder uh, at the end of that game by uh, Muzzin for the uh, Leafs uh, last night against Montreal. Uh, all right, next up, we've got the New York Rangers and Minnesota Wild. Minnesota minus 135, home favorite, six the total. So when I Ray obviously said he likes the Rangers, and I lean to the Rangers. I haven't bet the Rangers yet, but I, I could only bet the Rangers here. I mean, you're talking plus 115. They have a game under their belt already, so they knocked whatever. They didn't really have much rust to be honest with you. They played very well. They controlled that game uh, against Tampa Bay. 
And I, I just look at this and I say the Rangers are plus 115 with one of, if not, he isn't the best. You still got to put Vasilevsky there, but one of the best goalies in the world and in the league in Igor Shosturkin. And you're, I'm going to really line up to bet against him and this team as, as underdogs. I can't do it. I won't do it. So for me, it's Rangers or nothing. I haven't bet the Rangers yet, uh, but uh, I was impressed with what I saw against Tampa Bay. Zabanajad with the two goals. He actually nearly had a hat trick. I'm coming back to the well in this game with uh, Kako and Heedle props. I mean, they didn't contribute the other night against Tampa, but it was kind of a mundane atmosphere. I think they're going to have to score maybe a little bit more tonight because Minnesota might press, especially in the home opener, right? You're going to get a good effort from Minnesota. It is their home opener. There'll be good energy. They can push the pace. I think the Rangers will be forced to maybe be a little bit more uh, aggressive offensively tonight. So I think Kako is going to have an opportunity to get more chances. I thought he was pretty good. I thought Kako had a bunch of chances the other night. Uh, the puck just didn't go in for him. He got robbed by uh, Vasilevsky uh, on one of the chances he had. I mean, I thought he was noticeable uh, on the ice for the uh, New York Rangers uh, in that game uh, against Tampa Bay. He was around the net. He was where he wanted to be. He's going to be on that top line once again with Sabanajad and Kreider. So back to the well with Capo, Kako, even though he did not find the score sheet uh, against Tampa. He had a good preseason. I think he's got the chance to do so here in this game. I, this is probably an underlean for me. Again, just like I said, that the Rangers don't mind playing better defensive hockey, relying on Shesterkin, who was just absolutely terrific. No uh, summer rust at all with the way he played against Tampa Bay. And, you know, betting Shesterkin in net over a total of six is not something I'm really rushing to do. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Rangers and Wild? Well, you know, if you guys watch the season preview, this is my Stanley Cup Finals preview right here. Uh, the Rangers out of the East and the Wild out of the West. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, while they always get geared up for the, the you know, opening night, there's already a big crowd that's out. out. They've got you know basically like a tailgate situation going on just down the street here at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. So it's going to be a fun atmosphere. And the Rangers, like I said, they, they look tuned up and primed and ready. The Wild look good during their uh, preseason games. And there's two plays I like here. I like the draw at plus 335. Uh, I think we actually do see some back-and-forth scoring, even though this is a great goal, goalie matchup with Shesterkin for New York and Flurry is confirmed for the Wild. But I think we're going to see a bit more offense and, and a bit more jump. Like I said, the Rangers, they played more to the style of Tampa Bay. Like I said, we, you know, the Lightning have clearly uh, – they're committed more to playing a slower pace and style than we've seen in previous seasons. Rangers are one of those teams that can adapt to any way you want. And the Wild, they want to play with a bit more tempo and, and pace, especially at home. Uh, where they've been so successful. So I, I like the draw at 335. I lead with the over. And for a player prop, I'm actually going to take Matt Zuccarello plus 250 to score a goal. Uh, he had a couple of really nice goals in the preseason. Yes. Him and Kaprizov like have been connecting uh, like like uh, crazy right now. So Kaprizov to get a, uh, you know one, maybe one and a half points would be something I lead with. But I definitely went and bet plus 250 on Matt Zuccarello to score any time goal. Yeah, and it fits that uh... – you know, philosophy that I've talked about the last couple of days with my early season NHL goal scorer player props, the guys that really got it going in the preseason and they've carried it over. Look at Matty Beneers. Look at Dennis Mulgan last night for Toronto. There's a bunch of examples of guys that have really had good preseasons and we've already seen them uh, find the back of the net for the first game in the regular season. Caulfield had a great preseason uh, and look at what he did last night. Two goals for Montreal. Uh, Pinto is one of those guys. Like I mentioned with the Ottawa-Buffalo game earlier, I know he's on the third line, but Shane Pinto had four goals, four assists, eight points, and four preseason games for the Ottawa Senators. I think he's a great, great 
value prop tonight, Shane Pinto. Same thing with Zuccarello. Three goals, three assists, six points in, I think, three or four preseason games. So Zuccarello had a really good preseason for the Wild. I like that prop. Kaprizov, you can never say no to that in terms of uh, player props. And as Terry uh, Edelman, our great uh, friend of the show, Minnesota Wild fan says, Rossi, Jost, you're right. That's why Jost is on the second line right now for Minnesota tonight because he had a good preseason. That's what I like in my player props and my goal scorer props. The guys that I've got that confidence from the preseason of playing well, contributing offensively, going to get the ice time, going to get the minutes in a lot of cases, going to get top six forward role. All good props, definitely. Minnesota there. Uh, Rossi, Jost, Jost in particular, Zuccarello, as Alex mentioned. And for me on the Rangers side, I'm going to go back to the well with Kako uh, for sure. Uh, in this one against uh, Minnesota. All right, Dallas and Nashville. We've got the uh, Predators, minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total. I've got these teams and my power uh, ratings pretty much close to, to each other. I don't think there's a huge separation between the uh, Stars and the Predators. It's kind of like that flip a coin type of spot for me. I actually, I might actually play Dallas here at, at plus 115 just because of the situation. You've got Nashville returning back from the Czech Republic from those two games against San Jose. Now, look, they've had time. You, you do give the NHL credit. They gave Nashville from Saturday when they played that second game against San Jose until tonight, Thursday, you know, to travel back from the Czech Republic to North America, try to get themselves reacclimated again to the time zone change uh, and back comfortable in their surroundings and their uh, and familiar uh, with their uh, familiar with their surroundings again. But it's still not easy. You know, that kind of uh, trip, you know, and, and lots of they did a lot of events, too, while they were there. You know, it's part of the global series. They had these teams really do a bunch of public events as well. You just wonder if Nashville is a risky favorite tonight, given that situation. And, and Dallas, obviously, is a team that uh, they bring in Peter DeBoer. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But uh, again, uh, I've got questions about where's the offense going to come from outside of Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz. Uh, Mar Mason Marchment, which I and you know I'm going to be betting Mason Marchment props. You already know that. Uh, someone that I've been uh, betting a lot last year. You know, we'll get back on the Mason Marchment uh, train here tonight. Sagan and Ben. You know what's interesting? Ben is starting the season on the third line. Uh, the, and I'm not a big DeBoer fan, but I, I, I'm applauding him for this. It's time to send that big man a wake-up call. you got to bring it every night. You should be a guy that's a being able to dominate every night. With that frame, with that skill set that you have, with the hands for a bigger guy that Jamie Ben has, and the fact that it looks like tonight, Alex, he's with Wyatt Johnston and Gurianov on the third line, tells you that you know it's we need we need you to be better. Uh, and uh, same goes for Sagan too, who's hot and cold. I know Pavelski's going to bring it every night because that's the kind of player he is. I know Hints will be good because we've seen it two years in a row. He's been great. Robertson, I don't worry about now. A great offensive player. Uh, but it's time to get Jamie Ben's ass kicked into high gear uh, for Dallas. Uh, how will they adjust to Klingberg being gone? Uh, all these guys got to play more minutes. Haskinen, Miller, Essa Lindell. Watch for Niels Lundqvist, the guy they got in that deal with the Rangers. He didn't want to play on the Rangers. He wanted out of New York because so many other of those young defensemen that they have supplanted him, passed him by on the depth chart. So he wanted to go to some place and get a greater opportunity. He's got that now with Dallas. Nils Lundqvist could be someone to keep an eye on. If you can find a point prop for him, it might be worth it because he was not bad at all in the preseason for uh, Dallas uh, for them. Ottinger has been confirmed in net. 
Uh, we weren't sure. It was a few minutes ago, but it is uh, Ottinger for uh, Dallas. We would assume you see Soros for Nashville. Hasn't been confirmed on that end, but I would assume we're going to see Soros uh, for Nashville. I'm probably going to end up on Dallas for a small bet. Plus 115, situational based, plus the fact I've got these teams pretty much close to even. So flip a coin, take the dog, and uh, that's and plus the situation I think a little in their favor. So I'll I'll, I'll make a case for Dallas here uh, at plus uh, one fifteen. Alex, what do you think here, Dallas Nashville? Yeah, I am on that on uh, Dallas rather at plus one fifteen. I think Nashville's a tad bit overrated. Obviously, the two wins they got against the San Jose Sharks, one of the worst teams in the league, and you know the situation being playing in Europe and not having to come back and get acclimated to the, the regular time and just just regular ice. There's a whole bunch of different things. Where as opposed to just the regular camp, you, you break out and everything's kind of the same. So I think it's a good spot here for Dallas. Like I said, Jamie Bendian dropped to the third line. Hopefully, if that wakes him up, then that gives that creates more balance amongst the top three lines uh, for Dallas. So if they can, you know, split split that group up and get some uh, production from Ben, from Sagan, and those guys consistently, we know Hints and, and uh, Robertson are going to chip in as well. That just means that it's more offensive production for Dallas. That's better for them because we know they're going to get the defense and the goaltending. Uh, Andre, like I said, I think he's going to make a great leap this year. I think he could really be one of those dark horses for the Vezina, uh, honestly. And, and I think this would be a big spot for them. And I think they've played poorly in Nashville over the years. So to try and get on the right start, open the season with a win in Nashville, that will be a, a really big stepping stone for them. So I like the Stars here as a dog. All right, like in Dallas, here's an under. I will say this, that top line, if they can get those three playing up to their capabilities, that could be a really good top line for the Dallas Stars. Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, and uh, the veteran Joe Pavelski, who clearly has shown you the last couple of years, he's still got plenty left to give, plenty left in that tank. Just Guy just busts it, busts, the t- busts his tail every night, Joe Pavelski. You love players like that uh, for your hockey team. Give it their all, uh, no nights off. And you get that from uh, Pavelski for Dallas, no question. Could be the game of the night here, this next one. Um, Western Conference final preview. Very. Po- I actually think this uh, this would be my Western Conference final, uh, although it wouldn't be for Alex because I know he likes Minnesota uh, out of the uh, West. Colorado and Calgary. Uh, we've got uh, Calgary minus 135, home favorite, six and a half the total. I am doing it, and I don't feel great because I'm like, Colorado's an underdog. You're really going to bet against them, Ian, really? The second game of the year, it's, I'm going to. I am. I think Calgary, this home opener, uh, first game for Huberto and Wegar with the, and Kadri for that matter. But you get, By the way, you got you got to get involved in the uh, f- former player face, as the player facing his former team angle uh, in this game tonight. And Nazem Kadri, goal scorer, uh, point, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, you know. Uh, that is definitely uh, something that we've talked about last year. How many times did we say see it last year, Alex? Player facing his old team, and he's, he steps it up. He ramps it up. He wants to make an impact. He wants to make a difference. He wants to prove a point that uh, – and it ended on amicable terms. It was just they couldn't pay Kadri what he wanted, but still – you know, you didn't, still didn't go that extra mile to get pay me what I wanted to, in order to keep me. You know, so he wants to show Colorado here that, hey, I'm with Calgary now and I'm going to make you pay. So uh, obviously Kadri and what a great uh, off season after it looked like it was turning into a disaster for Brad tree living with uh Goudreau walking Kachuk requesting a trade. And sure enough, he does trade Kachuk, but we never thought in a million years in our wildest dreams, the return would be Huberto and Wegar. I mean, just incredible. And then get both of them signed long-term the concern and the fear I had initially was, Oh my gosh, these guys are UFAs after this year. 
he's got to worry about bringing them back long term. This could be one and done, and you you, you lose Kachuk for basically one year uh, of Huberto and Wegar. Well, that's no no longer a concern with both of those guys uh, re-upped uh, for the long run. Uh, and then you bring in Kadri, and all of a sudden you got Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli's a great, great top line. The second line, I think Dylan Dubé is going to have a nice year. I mean, Mangiapane was that player last year for Calgary that had mm-hmm. that breakout season. Well, now that Dylan Dubé, Alex, is going to get regular second-line duty, at least to begin the year, I think he's going to be that guy that yeah. goes from being a, a 10-something goal scorer to 20 25 he might even get 30 goals on that top line or that second line this year for calgary so dube for sure is a great prop value wise tonight playing with kadri and mangiapani that could be a really good second line for calgary good checking third line with some offensive upside as well with blake coleman michael backland trevor lewis who's been locked at the hip with daryl sutter for like feels like a decade going back to la uh lucic rooney and richie rounding it out like i say the this blue line, there's not that one surefire Norris trophy defenseman, Alex, but one through six, it's as good and steady and deep as it gets. They're all good. They're all good defense. There's no below average defenseman for this Calgary team. Wegar, Tanev, Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, Nikita Zadorov, Michael Stone is in the sixth defenseman right now because Oliver Shillington's injured. Wait till they get Shillington back. He was one of the most improved defensemen last year uh, in the NHL. And of course, Jacob. Uh, Markstrom uh, in between the pipes for uh, the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, so I, I, although he was battling an illness, the, his status was up in the air. He has been confirmed uh, that Markstrom is good to go. There was a little fear there with an illness. He might not play tonight, but uh, he is good to go. Just a tough spot for call. Now, it's not that they're on a back-to-back. It's that they had the banner raising. That's, I think, what makes this tough. It was an emotional night. They were all uh, enjoying that, lapped, lapping up the uh, – adulation of the Stanley Cup banner raising, getting their rings, smashing Chicago, and now you got to turn around and play. It's tough, you know, for Colorado. Uh, the back-to-back, just the physical part of it isn't what concerns me because back-to-backs the first week of the year, they do not concern me. In fact, sometimes I like backing teams second and back-to-back games early in the year because fatigue's not an issue. This is the more the emotional and the mental side of things that might trip Colorado up a little bit here tonight. Not to mention... You know, in terms of their net minding, we obviously saw uh, last night. Uh, for, uh, it was uh, Georgiev uh, in net for them uh, last night. We'll see how it goes uh, tonight uh, in this game. Uh, but uh, you know, you have Francois, but uh, Francois is a guy that uh, hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, and when he's on the ice, he'll have a great game uh, and he'll have a not so good game. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can deliver in net, assuming that's who we get for uh, Colorado. Uh, in net tonight, but uh, Georgiev was fine. But again, Georgiev only had to make 15 saves last night against uh, Chicago. So I'm going to go with Calgary here, minus 135. How can I not bet my Stanley Cup champion pick? You know, on their in their first game of the year, their home opener, and I do have the Flames over the Rangers uh, as my Stanley Cup final this year. So Calgary minus 135 for me. Uh, I won't bet against Colorado too often, but I think it's a decent spot tonight to do so. What do you think, Alex? Colorado, Calgary. Yeah, I totally agree with you here with the uh, Flames. And like I said, I wouldn't even look at regulation. I would look at laying the, the dollar thirty-five here. This is going to be a, a great atmosphere. If you're in Calgary and in that area, you got a ticket. Try to get there early because the first 5,000 people are going to get a beer. It's a, a throwback promotion I haven't heard of in a, in a very long time. But uh, that's what they're they're doing, trying to, to fill up the uh, the barn and the Sea of Red, get that going. They've got one of the best pregame atmospheres in the league. 
based on just what I've seen, you know, watching you know, off of television, I've never been there, uh, would like to, to go to a game there at some point. But they really do it up big. And Colorado, coming off of, like you said, the, the banner night, it's not so much the, the physical fatigue of this back-to-back, it's more the emotional fatigue. And if you look at last night's game, the two factors that really gave the Avalanche the win was the revolting door, revolving door of the penalty box for Chicago. They gave them all those power play chances. You cannot afford to give the Avalanche power play chances, especially uh, in, in the you know half dozen like Chicago did. But you look at the first period of play, uh, Colorado kind of slept walk through that first 20 minutes. They didn't do anything really impressive. It was only because of the, the penalties that the, the Hawks kept taking that gave that power play a chance, and that's a lethal power play no matter how good or bad uh, the opponent is. So Calgary is going to be way more responsible early in this game than, than what we saw from Chicago, uh, a much better defensive team, much better goaltender. So I think Calgary's got a really good spot here that, that tonight. They said betting with Colorado is not going to be a, a, a smart move all the time, but here at a decent price, I'll go to the Flames. All right, liking the Flames, and Alex is going to go one step further in regulation to get a little bit of a better price here with uh, Calgary and this one against uh, Colorado. Color, there are some props that I'm still going to probably look at for Colorado as well. Uh, and, you know, to me, it, it would be Lekkonen. It would be Big Val. Both of them scored last night, obviously. Uh, Lekkonen, by the way, is just so – he's going to be fine. I mean, anybody worried about Landeskog being out, well, he's fine with Ranton and McKinnon. Uh, clearly, and we saw that uh, last night. And, and I still would come back maybe to New Hook, you know, as in that number two center role to maybe uh, find some offense and get on the score sheet tonight as well. All right, Alex, we got to do it. It's the Chicago Blackhawks once again. We got to talk about them uh, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas minus three fifty home favorite, six and a half the total. I swear, I will promise I will not introduce Chicago that way every single time they play a game uh, this year. Uh, but uh, early on, yeah, we know it's going to be uh, some difficult times, and this is a tough spot, right? I mean, they played Colorado last night in the altitude, lose five two back to back. Now you're playing Vegas, uh, who's got the you know rest advantage. The one thing though for Chicago again though is back to back this early in the season the first week it's not nearly as bad but still what is uh, bad is the ability to keep the puck out of the net and it's going to be an issue all year for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, we saw it uh, last night and say what you will about Vegas I thought they looked crisp for Bruce Cassidy offensively against yeah. LA the puck movement the player movement there was net drive there was net front presence there was players going to the net looking for loose pucks looking for rebounds, doing the little things that you need to be able to do to score goals in the National Hockey League. I think it was really good to see that from the Vegas Golden Knights, just the way they were executing things offensively in the zone in that victory against the LA Kings. And it's going to cause a whole lot of trouble because if you if you have multiple players going to the front of the net, and Bruce Cassidy mentioned that multiple times in the victory against LA, well, you're going to get the defense caught out of position because they won't know who to, like if you got multiple players driving the front of the net, it's that's what opens up lanes. That's what gets defensemen out of position. And to be honest, it's, it's not going to take much to get Chicago's defense out of position. So yeah. to, this could be something where Vegas is able to thrive uh, on this. Uh, Raymond Reddington, I do, do want to bring this up in the chat because uh, I was actually going to mention that too. It's not a bad combo. Vegas and over five and a half. Vegas to win and over five and a half. You can do these yeah. combo bets, side and full game total. Uh, I think that's a great one. And at plus 105, you know, you get a great plus price with that. I have no issues with that. In fact, I might sprinkle on that myself. Uh, and more than anything, I already have Vegas team total in this game uh, over four and a half. Uh, I'm going to see how long we can roll with this, Alex, with these 
uh, team total overs for the Chicago Blackhawk opponents. And, and again, it's four and a half. You can get plus 127 at Pinnacle. You can get a really good price with that. Now, if you want to be a little safer, you could you could get it at four. BetMGM is one book, Alex, where they'll actually mm-hmm. let you bet four, like a, 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 a round number, and even right. like a, instead of the half, four and a half, three and a half, they'll actually let you bet over four, uh, over three uh, with uh, team totals. So if you want to be a little bit safer, a little bit more cautious, you can get uh, Vegas here in terms of their uh, team total tonight at uh, BetMGM, who I know they offer them. You can get it uh, over four for uh, Vegas's team total at minus 135. So again, you got to lay a little juice, but again, you got the security of if they score exactly four goals, you'll uh, get a push and you'll get your money back. So uh, Vegas team total over. I like that. And as Raymond in our chat says, that's that's not bad at all. Uh, Vegas money line and over five and a half here at plus 105. Uh, Alex Blackhawks Golden Knights. Yeah, that's the best way to attack this game by far and large because I went over six and a half uh, and minus a dollar ten this morning. And my thought process was I was projecting that possibly Aiden Hill could start for Vegas. It will be Logan Thompson. So that was kind of my reasoning for just taking the full game over as opposed to just Vegas team total. But then on the flip side, I I still feel fine with six and a half because there's a good chance we're going to get our first Alex Stalock sighting of the year. And that's really the fade. Uh, He's right there almost dangerously close to Aaron Dell territory where we're going to be looking at overs uh, in some form or fashion when he's in that based on how he looked in the preseason. It was just really, really bad. And the Hawks off the second night back-to-back historically just haven't really done well in that spot. Like I said, now fatigue shouldn't be that much of an issue. But just the fact that how they played, uh, it was abysmal. Like I said, the the revolving door in the penalty box, you cannot afford to do that against anybody. But especially this Vegas team now, like I said, I was really stunned at how well they looked offensively and how crisp they were at moving the puck. Uh, and kudos to Bruce Cassidy for getting what so many coaches fail to do. Like I said, getting traffic in front of the net and, and creating havoc uh, between the circles. That's the way you you can uh, you know disrupt the defense and get some goals. And, and you know, we talk about how Phil Kessel moving the puck along as well. You know, maybe he's kind of facilitated to that Joe Thornton role potentially, where he might be a guy to get you a, a ton of assists to help uh, with some of those top line scorers. This is a game that Vegas can really kind of name their score with, just like it was with Colorado last night. Uh, but one thing Hawks fans can hope for, at least Chicagoans can hope for, is that maybe the Bears will be in the lead by the time this game starts because it's a late start around that 30. In my honest opinion, Bears have a much better chance of victory tonight <laughs> than the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, there's no question uh, about that, uh, especially when they're playing that horrible commander's team. Uh, but uh, yeah. when you look at it here for uh, the uh, Blackhawks, yeah, I will say this, though. If you're going to take – I cashed a plus 410 he was last night to score for Chicago. Max Domi, and I'm not a big Max Domi fan, but if they're going to have him as their top-line center you know, to begin the season and you're going to throw out prices like plus 410 on him to score a goal, I'm taking that. Yeah. It could be me playing top-line center in the National Hockey League, and if, I'm, if they're going to price me plus 410 as a top-line center in the National Hockey League to score a goal, I'm fucking betting the thing. It's simple as that. I mean, it's just it's because you're getting the the ice time. You're going to get obviously you're playing with great players around you, like a Patrick Kane. Uh, obviously, I mean that I couldn't believe it. Domi was plus four ten uh, to score last night, and if he gets on, you want to know how? By the way, and it was the, the the night of nights for me betting goal scorer props. I'll never have a night like that again. Twenty eight units of profit with wow. goal scorer props. Twenty two and twenty nine, and twenty two and twenty nine record for goal scorer props is insanely good. Because that's 
more than enough to be a, a, a very good profit uh, when it's all said and done. So, you know, to me, uh, it was just one of those nights and we were cashing some 300s, some 400s. Uh, Morgan came through. Uh, it was just unbelievable. But yeah, plus 410 on Domi. And I know Domi's inconsistent. He'll have games where he doesn't show up, can't find him with a telescope. The Ian Cameron's uh, uh, saying, you know that. But you're going to price a top line center, Alex, at plus 410 to score a goal. I mean, it's tough to say no to that. Yeah, especially when he had a nice looking goal last night. That was the the second goal for the Hawks. So, uh, you know, I think if he gets another goal again, we probably won't get that kind of value. So, yeah, definitely jump on it now while it's still available. Yeah, exactly. It's just that you're, you're talking about a, a National Hockey League top line center getting that price to score. It's just uh, not an easy thing to say no to. Uh, all right, we got our final game here: Seattle and Los Angeles. And by the way, I want to mention too, Vegas Jack Eichel. Go 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 crazy with props for him right now because he looks ready. He looks locked in. He was all over the ice. He could add more than just the one goal he had. Had a bunch of chances. He was noticeable. He's a big reason why that power play started to click uh, in the third period for Vegas. So Jack Eichel looks ready. He looks like he's healthy, as healthy as he's been in a long time, fully recovered from the neck surgery. Uh, so make sure you keep an eye on Jack Eichel. That was a great first impression for uh, Jack Eichel uh, with his uh, Vegas Golden Knights here. Uh, in the uh, regular season. Uh, Seattle Kraken, L.A. Kings now. Final game on this Thursday card. L.A. minus 180, home favorite. Six the total uh, in this game. I think I might look over the total here. We cashed a, a, an over with L.A. in their opener. I did say that I think L.A. is going to play a, a little bit more um, higher scoring hockey. Not every single game. They'll have still their unders. And they still are, I think, a, a solid defensive team. But I think their offensive abilities and depth is just a lot greater. Kevin Fiala comes over to play now with uh, Kopitar and Kempe. That top line was very good for the uh, Kings in the uh, game against uh, Vegas, even though Vegas uh, ended up getting the uh, 4-3 win. Moore, Deneau, and Gabe Velarde. I'm telling you, Gabe Velarde is going to be uh, someone to be noticeable. They say the reason Gabe Velarde's you know, first-round pick, let's not forget that, the reason why Gabe Velarde hasn't developed as quickly as anybody liked is because he's had one injury after another. You know, he's 23 years old right now. Uh, he hasn't been fully healthy. Uh, he struggled to stay on the ice. He only had 25 games last year. Todd McClellan said it. Velarde himself said it. He's feeling as good as he's felt health-wise, physically, uh, since he's been in the NHL. So I think the time is now for Gabe Velarde to finally start realizing some of that potential he has uh, with this L.A. Kings team. And I cashed a goal scorer prop with him. Uh, against Vegas, and I would come back to the well with that here. And same with my guy from ha who played in Hamilton right here with the Bulldogs for a bit, Arthur Kaliev uh, in junior hockey. What was it, plus 480 uh, for him to score a goal the other night? And uh, I know he's not get, got top six uh, minutes like some of the other players on this Kings team, but he's still playing on the third line, and he doesn't need to be on the top six to make an impact. He was a goal-scoring machine in preseason. Uh, even though he didn't get a ton of minutes. And we already saw him find the back of the net against Vegas in the regular season opener for the LA Kings. So some good player prop value. Kaliev and Velarde, for sure, uh, I think are great value there for the LA Kings. Uh, the blue line, the blue line's solid. The blue line can move the puck as well. All these guys can really move the puck very well uh, for the Kings, get the rush going. Uh, Quick and Peterson. Quick actually was pretty solid in net for the most part. Uh, even though they lost that game. They couldn't really fault them on many of the goals. Uh, Seattle, man, that was crushing last night. I mean, you're up 4-2. You outshoot Anaheim 48-26, and you 
find a way to lose. Anaheim comes back and then wins in overtime. It was the Zegras and Terry show uh, down the stretch for Anaheim. They were great, but that's still not a game you, you should lose if you're Seattle. Philip Grubauer's issues continue. I mean, at some point, you need a save from him down the stretch. He just wasn't able to deliver one for the Kraken. You would think on a back-to-back here for them, they've got to try to bounce back from that. I think that's going to be difficult. Uh, and you're going to probably roll with uh, Martin Jones, most likely, uh, in net. And you know we're not big fans of Martin Jones. It has been confirmed that, yes, Martin Jones uh, will be the uh, starting goaltender tonight, making his debut for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, and a lot of people say, yeah, fired up to play that uh, for that new team. But when it's Martin Jones, I make an exception. Uh, I, I don't trust him to be great. Uh, and uh, it'll be quick, by the way, for L.A. Uh, we've seen enough of Martin Jones to know. Uh, what we're going to get from him uh, most nights. So I'm going to go with LA in regulation here, uh, just like the same type of bet I did uh, with uh, the Leafs uh, earlier uh, in this uh, Thursday slate when we broke down Capitals Leafs. I'm on the Leafs in regulation. I'm going to go with LA minus 112 uh, in regulation here. And I'm also going to go over six with the uh, Kraken and the Kings. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Seattle, LA. Yeah, you know, I, I got screwed over with that uh, that under last night with Seattle and, and Anaheim. And you called it right on the head with Seattle. That offense, uh, you know, tons of quality chances, too, with, with those 48 shots that they had. Unfortunately, the goaltending is still a bit shaky and they let them down late. They ended up losing 5-4. to four, But uh, they're definitely a team with a much more improved offense and just a fun offensive approach. Uh, and the defense looked good too. Like I said it was just a goal today. They they get let up some soft goals late, but but they they still you know they're finding their their footing as far as playing a, a complete two way game. And LA, uh, you know, the tough loss for them, but they looked sharp. Like I said, quick still looks to be uh, you know at least in the, in the close to the, to the form we saw last year, uh, which is a great spot for for LA if he can continue that. I like the six, uh, over six here at Madison Dot 20, especially when we talk about Martin Jones in that as well. He's definitely one of those goalies we like to go over with. So I think that's a decent price and a decent number. Probably definitely won't be looking at any under five and a halves anymore uh, involving Seattle because I know that this offense can actually uh, get some good shots on goal and, and light the lamp a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he, here here's the Martin Jones goals against numbers the last three years. Three uh, in 2019, it was an even three goals against average with San Jose 2019. 3.28 goals against average San Jose 2020. And then last season with Philadelphia, 3.43 goals against average. So it's actually climbed incrementally uh, each season, each of the last three years, that goals against average uh, for Martin Jones. So, yeah, I like over six here, and I like L.A. as well in regulation. That being said, I'm still going to have some Kraken props. Matty Beneers is a must bet. Goal and point every game until proven otherwise. Uh, and you're still going to get really good prices here with him. And that is why I think I, I, I pegged Seattle to be a better offensive team because you're going to get a full season of Matty Beneers, who already showed last year, you know, what he is capable of in terms of uh, improving the Seattle off offense. And tonight, uh, I want to see how much of an adjustment, if at all, they've made with the because you could get plus 300 last night. You can still you can actually get higher than maybe it's because they're on the road on a back to back, but you can get plus three twenty five, plus three thirty right now in various books with Maddie Beneers to score a goal tonight. I mean, at that price, you got to look at it. Simple as that. And they bring in Andre Burakovsky to help the offense. Scores a goal last night against Anaheim. They bring in uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand from Columbus. He scores a goal last night. Uh, for Seattle. So this is definitely a much better uh, offensive team. There is no question about that. Much better 
you know, with Beniers there and Burakovsky there now and Bjorkstrand, you can push guys like Jordan Eberle and Ryan Donato down the lineup a little bit. And all of a sudden, you've got much greater length and offensive scoring depth uh, in your lineup if you're Dave Haxtall for this Seattle team. So uh, definitely an improved offensive team. So I think it'll be a fun late-night matchup here uh, on the West Coast at Crypto Arena between the Seattle Kraken uh, and the uh, LA Kings. And by the way, I was on Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky uh, goal scorer props last night. I wouldn't uh, talk anyone out of looking that in those directions tonight once again either. All right, great stuff. That is the Thursday uh, NHL card. Great show, and we thank uh, Ray Bryce for joining us, one of our favorite uh, guests here on the Ice Guys show, uh, for uh, joining us once again. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us live on YouTube. We did hit for a period of time there 200 live viewers. So for that, we thank you so much. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, Ice Guys YouTube channel. Uh, follow National Hockey Now, our, our great partners as well. Uh, check that out. Make sure you go to our patreon.com slash Ice Guys. It's just $10 a month. We'll have the daily card for the Ice Guys show posted there uh, every single day. Uh, my power ratings will be posted there later on today and updated every week. Alex's goalie charts. Uh, tons of great stuff on the uh, Patreon page. So make sure you check that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, check out the Patreon page. Also, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at AXMA Sports. Ian's at Bobano. And the Ice Guys at the underscore Ice Guys. Uh, if you look on the the you know info page of that, that'll give us all your links. So you can find the podcast. You can find the YouTube channel. Find the Ice Guys store. So we got all everything kind of neatly listed uh, through that Twitter avenue as well. Hey, yeah, absolutely. And lots of guests, too, coming up throughout the rest of October. We're going to get uh, Jimmy Murphy, our, our friend. We're going to bring him back, and he'll be on every week, once a week on the Ice Guys throughout the uh, season. So we're looking forward to uh, reuniting with Jimmy. Uh, we're going to have, obviously, Kyle Bond joining us on Saturday. Uh, we're going to have Brian Lee, who is a veteran defenseman with Ottawa. Years ago, Brian Lee had his, uh, unfortunately, career derailed by injury. But uh, he'll be joining us on Tuesday uh, next week. Uh, on the show so looking forward to that we're gonna have our old friend brett mcclain is going to be uh joining us once before the end of the month as well uh looking forward to that uh and a bunch of other uh, guests as well so looking forward uh to a, a busy october here with the ice guys and our first betcast as well on tuesday october the 25th we will have our first live ice guys betcast of the season tuesday october 25th starting at seven o'clock p.m uh, Eastern time. And if you're new to the betcasts, haven't watched any of them before, and you're new to the show, you haven't seen our betcasts or joined us for any of them, they're a shit ton of fun. So you don't want to miss it. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and hopefully a lot of profits to go with it because right. uh, we're all pretty uh, experienced now with betting NHL games live. So uh, that's also the goal to try to make some money with those uh, live betcasts as well. All right. Another great show in the books. Before we wrap it up, best bets. For this great Thursday card, 10 games to choose from. Uh, remember, Ray uh, had his best bet earlier in the show, Ottawa-Buffalo over. Alex, what do you like for best bet? You know, I'm going to go down the street to the Excel Center, and uh, I'm going to go with that draw, plus 335 with the Rangers and Wild tonight. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Like I said, I think that's my Stanley Cup preview. And honestly, I think these are two teams that know that they're at the top uh, of, of their game in their respective conferences, and they're going to play each other tough. Uh, we already saw how the Rangers, you know, they came out, picked up right where they left off, basically. Wild, they've got to try to get the the bad taste out of their mouths of, of that playoff loss they had against the Blues. And, of course, they always play well at home. So I think it's going to be a tough battle. It's going to go take a little bit longer than 60 minutes to get it done. So I'm going to go with the draw with New York and Minnesota. 
All right, there it is. New York and Minnesota draw at a great plus price for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet. And my best bet, uh, Ray Bryce stole my thunder. He was uh, reading my email, reading uh, my script, I guess you could say, for the Ice Guys show today. My best bet will also be Ottawa-Buffalo uh, over 6.5, minus 118. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Uh, it's gone up from 6 to 6.5, but I still like it at the current price. Uh, those are two teams that I... I think are better offensively right now than defensively, both the Sabres and the Senators. Uh, same with the goaltending. I mean, uh, Forsberg can be good some nights, not so good others. And for Buffalo, you're relying on Craig Anderson, who's going to be in net. He's in his 40s now, and Ottawa can flat-out score with that forward group. And I think you're going to find out Buffalo can as well with that young, great, promising young group of forwards, all of them with high ceiling. Uh, Tage Thompson, uh, of course, had the breakout year last year, but there's Jack Quinn, who they expect big things from this year at Buffalo. Jeff Skinner had a bounce back year. Alex Tuck, a full season with the Sabres close to his hometown. Casey Middlestad, Elthy, Peyton Krebs, Dylan Cousins, J.J. Paterka. You know, it goes on for Buffalo. They're going to be able to find the back of the net too. Ottawa, Buffalo, over six and a half uh, for my best bet here for this Thursday NHL card. Uh, Jay Rosehill, that's the one I was thinking of. He's also going to join us uh, within the next few weeks as well. That'll be a lot of fun. As One of my favorite pr- uh, players to watch fight like 10 years ago when he was with the mm-hmm. Leafs and the Flyers. This guy didn't have boring fights. It wasn't <laughs> clutching and grabbing and just wrestling and not do anything. It was throw them. Throw yeah. those hammer fists. Throw those dukes. You know, they, he didn't screw around. He didn't waste time. Uh, always entertaining when he dropped the gloves with somebody. I remember him and Sean Thornton fought a couple of times. Oh, man, miss those days. We don't see enough of that anymore. Definitely, I agree. I agree. The good old days, which also shows you how older Alex and I continue to get. (laughs) That's another story. That's a wrap for the Ice Guys. We thank you guys for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. For Alex B. Smith and for our special guest, Ray Bryce, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.